You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 38. As we start to inch our way closer and closer to the holidays, you'll be glad that I shared today's guest with you. Sydney is a talented woodworker, and in this episode, he shares his transition into small business. I love his practical tips for small business owners, and most importantly, the passion that he has for his craft. Hi, Sydney. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi. So can you tell us a little bit of how you got started woodworking and how that led to your business? Well, I started with my, at the time she was 14 years old, she needed a shoe rack, right? Because she had all these shoes all over the floor. And I was like, you got to get something to organize these shoes. And everywhere I went, uh, all the big box stores, they all had this particle board stuff. And her being a teenager, I know that if she put like a, a cup of water or something like that, I know it wasn't going to last long. So instead of spending money on buying a uh, particle board piece of work, I actually went to Home Depot and bought some pine wood and I built a shoe rack. And it surprised me because it just came natural. And then ever since then, I just started moving forward and doing one thing after the other. And then at one point, one of my, my aunties, she actually asked me for a cutting board because hers had recently broken. And I said, I can do that. So I made a cutting board. And after that, I just started buying all these tools. I kept going one at a time. I kept doing it over and over. And next thing you know, I opened a business with it. I love that. You make it sound very natural. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Once you started realizing how easily it came to you, did it feel like the next thing would be to open a business or did somebody no. encourage you? No. So I started making things for my house. And people would come by my house and be like, man, you need to start selling that. I start taking pictures of stuff I would make and take it to work. And my coworkers would be like, wow, that where did you get that from? I would like to buy something like that. And they started turning turning my, a light on in my head as if they were saying, well, maybe I need to start selling this stuff. And then uh, a year later, I'm still doing it. And I'm doing it more because I'm getting more proficient at it. And I'm showing, at the time, coworkers my stuff. And they're like, man, you need to start selling this stuff. I mean, and it's like a, a, a recurring thing. You need to start selling this stuff. You need to start selling this stuff. And then eventually I sold one piece. I think the first piece I sold was a a small cutting board, very small cutting board. And the customer just loved it. And ever since then, I said, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a business. And <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. I think it's addictive. Once you get that first sale, you realize, oh, wow, this really made it real. Yeah. What's good about it is that it's it's kind of small family owned, right? It's everything that we make is handmade. It's made by me. And what that means is every piece is unique to the point where nothing's the same. No matter what I make, I can make multiple things of the exact same thing, but they will never be the exact same. That's the beauty of, of wood is that it has its own character. So I think you're right. Every piece probably looks really different. And I try, um, not, I try not to paint. Right. That's that's what I'm I'm completely against painting. Right. I like everything that we do to, to be all natural. Nothing painted. You get to feel and you get to see the beauty of the wood as its natural form. OK, so I did see some of your pieces on Instagram and you have a beautiful site. So you're saying you're not staining the wood at all. No, it's not stained. This is all natural. I use some of exotic like woods such as African Paduke, Purple Heart, some African Black Limba. Uh, mahogany. I mean, I use some of all hard, solid woods and nothing I have is, well, 
let me rephrase that. I make military flags as well, but the military flags is the only thing that I have that are painted. I make Got them it. out of pine, but everything else is all natural, nothing painted. And everything I use is either a a clear poly finish or a oil-based finish and a food safe oil-based finish as well with beeswax. Okay. That's so neat because I would have imagined that some of those uh, hues, like the deeper mahogany colors were from a stain. No, there's no stain whatsoever. That's incredible. So how do you maintain a piece like that? So it's just a matter of making sure that you keep it oiled, right? So it depends on if you have it polyed. If you have a poly, furniture polish is fine, right? Because the poly is like a plastic that sits on top of it. Now, if it's oil based, then oil is the key, right? Because if not, water makes the wood dry out. So if you get oiled and you wax it maybe once or twice a month, it will last a lifetime, right? So the idea is that the, the product that we make we want to make sure that it's something that's going to be can be passed down to generation to generation if you want it to. Oh, so, what is the process in making your housewares? I try to do everything local, right? Because if I'm a local business, I want to give back to the community and I want people to come back to me, right? So, I go to local lumber yards and try to pick up some of the wood that you don't see every day, right? And then I come back and I uh, basically I depend on what I'm making, right? So, let's say I'm making a cutting board. I basically will plane the lumber and then I'll cut it to size. And then I'll glue it. And then and what I do is I, I use a food safe, waterproof glue to make sure that one, it's safe and two, it stays. Right. So once it's glued, I'll, I'll let it sit for maybe a day or two days or three days. And once it's completely cured, I'll go back and I'll, I'll modify it to the point where I'm looking for what kind of design I'm looking for, whether it be a plaid design, a 3D design, a straight design. A, a different, just just something different, right? And, and again, every piece that I make is different, and that's specifically why. And do you have an idea of what you want to make before you get started, or do you just like to combine the woods first and then see what you make out of it? So, so I have an idea of what I want the size to be, but the pattern it just comes to me as I'm cutting. It, I don't mean to sound like weird or anything, but it comes <laughs> like natural, like it just happens. Okay. <laughs> I- <laughs> That's pretty awesome because I do feel like a lot of people probably ignore that feeling and they have a more precise, like they have a pattern or something they're following. But if you're just allowing the piece to speak to you, I'm sure you get a much more creative result from that. Exactly. Which is your favorite piece that you've made? My favorite piece is probably a, I made a all walnut coffee table. It weighs about, mm, 150 pounds. It's pretty heavy, but solid, solid walnut. Right. And that was like one of my first pieces that I made and it's amazing. Is this something that you took as a custom request or is that a piece of yours? So that was a piece of mine, right? From a custom custom request standpoint, uh, one of the best pieces I've made thus far is a 36 by 48 countertop for a customer. She basically just sat it on her countertop and it was a it was a stripe pattern of all different types of wood. And it was, again, it was all natural, right? And she loved it. I mean, she she praises me today and she constantly, I mean, this is like two, three years ago. And to this day, she still reaches out to me buying more products from me because she's so happy with what, what I've done for her. Oh, that is so cool. So you have quite a variety of things that you're making. It's not just cutting boards and... Yeah, so I make I make cutting boards, I make ice cream scoops, I make pizza cutters, I make flags, I make cheese slicers, I make some furniture. It all depends, right? I do in specialized engravings, I do specialized 3D cutouts. I do a lot because, you know, the idea is that 
I want to be able to to mix and match, right? Again, I don't plan on a lot of stuff. I just let the creativity flow through me as I'm doing it. That's beautiful. And as far as the the custom pieces that you engrave, are you using a laser yes, or I have a, okay? I have a laser and I'm able to engrave signs up to uh, 36 by 24. I have to spend more time looking at your pieces because I, I mean, from what I saw, they, I was just impressed with how all of those colors came together in a checkerboard pattern. And like I was saying, I thought it was something that you probably stained, but it's even more impressive to think it's all natural. I, I went into this with the idea of, I want to do something that you don't find every day in the everyday stores, right? When a product that you purchase from me comes into your house, I want it to be a conversation piece so that as you have people coming over to your house, they're asking, wow, where'd you get that from? That is beautiful. And that's, to me, that's all I really care about, right? I want to make sure that the person that gets something from me, they're so super happy and they are able to, it's a conversation starter. And the people that come to their house are always like, wow, that is a beautiful piece. Oh, I'm sure that that's the common response. I did see your scoop handles that you had Mm -hmm. carved Mm -hmm. and those look beautiful too. I mean, they're so unique and I would imagine a lot better to hold than the really skinny holders, you know, that you would find at the store? So there's there's two things, right? So with the ice cream scoops, the idea is that I I make the handle bigger because that exact reason, right? Because a lot of times when you get like these little uh, small ice cream scoops, a lot of times you're going for the ice cream and then it'll break the handle, right? Mm -hmm. You won't be breaking these handles no time soon. As you may already know, I'm a huge fan of selling on Etsy. I've had over 10 years of selling my jewelry and digital cards there. And to be honest, it is by far the easiest platform to navigate. It takes no time at all to list an item with a smartphone. And really, that's how I get most of my products in my shop. To make it easier for you to get started, I'm sharing a link in the show notes for you to open your shop with 40 free listings. That should motivate you to finally take that first step and get your shop online. If you're looking to finally open your store with absolutely nothing to lose, now is the time to try Etsy. Now back to the show. Right. <laughs> and then for my pizza cutters, the idea is that they're a little bit heavier than your normal pizza cutters because it mm-hmm. helps you cut the pizza, right? Because the very first thing that you do when you get like these the normal small pizza cutters, the very first thing you do is slam it down to try to cut through the pizza, right? Right. Well, the idea is that you don't have to do that anymore. The idea is that you use the weight of the tool to help you cut the pizza. Okay. That makes so much sense. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about the family aspect? You were saying it's a family business. Yeah, so so it's me, my wife, and it was my son. However, he he spun off and he's starting to do his own thing now, which I am ecstatic about, right? Because we started out together uh, just doing woodworking and he took a liking to it and he basically wanted to start selling his own stuff. So I'm helping him sell his own stuff while I'm trying to maintain my own. So it's me and my wife, right? So we, we go to shows craft shows, we sell online. I mean, I make a lot of products and my wife does all the back-end work, right? The stuff that I'm not so great at, but she can really do, right? Like the shipping and the the background stuff that has to happen. So so I guess we're a team, team, right? And one thing that um, you may not know about me is that I'm a veteran, right? I'm a small business, veteran-owned, minority-owned, and I try to, to give back. And so where did you serve? So, so I was in the Air Force for nine and a half years, and I, I went to Oklahoma. That's where I met my wife at at the time. And then I went to Europe, and then back to Oklahoma, and then I got out in Texas. Okay. And did you pick up um, woodworking right after that? 
No. So I didn't pick up woodworking. I've been doing work for about five years. I got out in 2004. Okay. That's awesome. So there was a little bit of time in between. Is this going to be your full-time gig, you think? So so long-term, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, right? But uh, woodworking tools are expensive, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was looking at some wood-turning mm-hmm. machines. Uh, I went to Oklahoma. They had the Oklahoma State Fair, mm-hmm. and one of the tents was devoted to all the woodworkers. Mm-hmm. And they had some of the most amazing machines on display. And of course, the guys that were there had created all sorts of pieces, like little tops and pens. I mean, even to this day, I have all sorts of pens, but my favorite one was the one that was, you know, just created on this little wood turning thing. It was just it's such a nice, yeah, it's a, yes, it's a nice chunky pen. And I love that because the other ones are so thin. So that's perfect. I love that when you're creating something, you're able to actually make it specifically for, you know, a hand. In other words, a lot of the things you buy at the store, like you were saying, they're not practical. Yep. Agreed. So who or what would you say has been the biggest influence in your business? Just to be able to want to bring joy in other people's houses, right? I go to these stores all the time and I look at the stuff that they sell, right? Everything's made in either in out of the U.S., not in the U.S., or somewhere else, or imported in for some reason, right? My biggest inspiration is being able to bring something that's made right here in the U.S. and consumed by people here in the U.S. That's great. Yeah, you're right about that. I was trying to see just how many products you can buy that are made here, and it just seems like you're limited. I think it's so difficult to compete because of pricing, but mm-hmm. on that note, can you explain how you deal with pricing your items? So basically, I take the, the cost of what the material is, and then I the cost of hourly, what it would, how, how long it would take me to build something, and then mm-hmm. I just make that as part of the actual pricing model, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, so along those lines, I do offer discounts at certain points. So it's, it's one of those things, right? It's quality over price or price over quality, right? It depends on what you're looking for. Right. For sure. I feel like that's probably one of the biggest struggles that a small creative business owner has is not wanting to underprice their pieces. But at the same time, sometimes they do just so they can get their foot in the door and start selling. But I feel like at that rate, it almost makes it not profitable. So it's such a a hard thing to balance. When I first started, uh, my products were a lot cheaper. Mm -hmm. And I had numerous customers saying like, wow, why is it so cheap? Right. So that that can help you and hurt you at the same time. Right. Because some people look at it as why it's so cheap. That means it's not built to last. Right. Mm. Or it could be like, oh, this is cheap. I'm going to get like three of them. Right. So right. there's a balance that you have to you have to walk. Right. And I feel like my price points now are more around the quality that you're getting and understanding that it's made in the U.S. and it's handmade, not by machine. Exactly. Well, I think the other thing too, though, is you're also paying for the experience. So maybe you are spot on with not charging an arm and a leg when it was in the very beginning. But now that you have the experience behind you, I think it makes perfect sense that you're charging more. Yeah. I'm sure the quality is completely different too. Yes. I, could, I, look yeah. at, I look back at when I first started because I have pictures on Facebook of when I first started and it pops up and it says, it tells me like three years ago this time you had this. And I look at that product versus the product I have now. And it's like night and day. Yeah. Isn't that so neat? And what do you do to continue learning? Is it just a matter of getting in the shop more or do you take classes? So I'm a member of a bunch of groups on Facebook. 
Okay. And I look at products and I try to figure out like, how can I make it so it's, so I can put my touch on it, right? Mm-hmm. So how do I make it so it's Sydney's product, not necessarily someone else's product. Right? Got it. And then I, it's, it's a mixture of that and a mixture of the types of wood that I use and the just the atmosphere, right? As I'm going, I just start thinking and start saying, okay, I remember seeing something like this, but I don't want it like that. What if I change it like this? Mm-hmm. That, makes, that makes it look that much different. That's great. Like I said, I, everything that I've seen is just really, really impressive. It's beautiful. And I can tell that, you know, it takes a long time to make these pieces. I feel like, yeah, you can be getting just your regular cutting board, but the quality in your pieces is just so evident. And I love the cheese cutter. That is super cute. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say is the best part of running your own business? Meeting people, right? Meeting people and talking to them and seeing what they're looking for, right? There's nothing nothing better than having a customer reach out to you and say, hey, I've been looking all over for this and I cannot find it for anything. And then they come to me and I can say, you know what? I can make that for you. That's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, for sure. And if somebody is looking to start their own creative business, what advice would you have for them? Don't give up. Just try it, right? It's going to be hard and, and it's going to feel like you're failing, but don't give up. Just keep going, right? At some point, it's going to break even and you're going to have a breakthrough. Just keep going. Don't let it get to you. Just keep going. No matter what, keep going. That's awesome. And can you tell us where we can find your work? So I have a website, uh, spencerscustomwood.com. You can find my website there, or I have a, also have an Etsy site at spencerscustomwood.etsy.com. I also have a Facebook page, um, and if you want, you can just Google Spencer's Custom Wood. You can find me that way. And in terms of your Etsy shop, I'm just curious to know, I sell jewelry on Etsy, and you know my pieces are very light. So how does that work in terms of shipping for you? Yeah, so, so right now, I offer free shipping on all my products. Okay. So it's it's baked into the cost, so there's nothing to worry about whatsoever. It's it's free shipping. Whatever price you see is the price you would pay. Okay. Your door. And how how has that been for you selling on Etsy? It's been great. So I've opened up Etsy shop about two years ago. I think it was. I'm pushing about eight or nine hundred sales thus far. Okay. About a hundred five star reviews. That's great. So it's going pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. And that's a good rate of reviews. Mm-hmm. Have you used the video? Uh, no, you know that's, you that's, a video? that's a new yes. feature. And I, yeah. I, I keep getting emails about it, but I haven't done it yet. Okay. <laughs> I just started doing that and I thought, oh boy, this is going to be a whole nother chore. But, you know, I feel like whenever there's a video available, it doesn't matter what it's for. Mm-hmm. I always click on it, you know, just <laughs> to see if I can get a better feel of that item that I'm going to buy. So I was just thinking for sure for these pieces with the intricacy of the wood, mm-hmm. I bet it would be so cool to see it in video. Yeah. I may, I may have to start doing that. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your time. (laughs) Well, there you have it, my friend. Another passionate handmade CEO sharing his talent with the world and inspiring a young entrepreneur along the way too. I love that in our amazing country, you can go from serving in the military to creating your dream job. I pray that Sydney's journey into small business helps others to realize their dreams. It doesn't happen the same for everyone, but if you allow yourself to try new hobbies, you might just find the one thing that lights you up. A lot of businesses start that same way. If you're able to create a small business all while keeping your day job, you won't be putting so much pressure on your side hustle to be your everything. 
With a lot of hard work, dedication, and planning, your small business could become your primary income source in due time. You just might find that your grueling 9 to 5 becomes less terrible if it's the thing providing you with insurance and the security of a steady income. Be sure to check the show notes for Sydney's 15% off offer. With the holidays around the corner, you'll want to take a look at his shop soon. I can't wait to mark a few things off of my wish list. I'm grateful to all the guests that have extended offers to you, the listener. Soon, I'll be putting together a compilation of all past offers, so stay tuned for that. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job 